What's up, Melanated family? How's everybody doing, man? This is a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo Podcast. This is the live version. You know what I mean? I'm going to have me a special guest on the show tonight. How's everybody doing? Like I always say, if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I do a few different things here, right? So normally on the show, we'll come on, I'll come on, we'll, I'll talk about all the latest news, all the latest news that I find interesting going on in our community in particular. We'll kind of dissect some of these stories, talk about them, talk about how they're affecting our community and so forth. Also on the show, I talk about black businesses. I think it's important to the health of our community in general that we figure out a way to support black businesses. If you don't have one yourself, Figure out a way to support a black business. Figure out a way to become a part of something bigger than yourself. You know what I mean? And economics is extremely important in our community. The amount of money that we spend with brands and with companies outside of the black community is a gigantic amount, right? So it's important that we figure out a way, get some of these funds, like I always say, circumvent some of these funds back to our community, right? So on the show, we talk about black businesses. Um, on the show... I also have a topic every show, right? And normally the topic, based on my platform, which is Melanated Fathers of America, most of the time the topic is pertaining to something that has to do with fatherhood, has to do with problems we go through in dating, problems we go through when we decide to have kids the incorrect way, in my opinion, you know what I mean? So I kind of break down a lot of these things based on what I've been through in my life, based on the fact that I have five children and I've had to, you know, I've brought myself through a lot trying to raise my kids, trying to do things the right way, but I've also done a lot of things the wrong way. You feel me? So I'm able to kind of use all of that in hindsight just to uh, better the community. That's like the 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 focus of everything we do in here is to empower black folks. Yeah, we're going to have fun. Yeah, we can let our hair down. Yeah, we can chill out and do all this shit, but at the end of the day, we got to figure out a way to empower our community. Like we, when I'm online, I see how nobody, none of us likes injustice, right? None of us likes when we get shot in the head by a cop. None of us like when we got to deal with all this different shit in the school system, right? None of us like when we go out into the world and if, and if your third eye is open, even if it isn't, you should be aware of even the subtle hints of racism and discrimination and all the shit we got to go through being black folks, right? So if you care about that, you need to figure out a way to help out at the end of the day. Like posting what you don't like. Using social media, uh, using social media as a tool to express your outrage—that's cool. There, there's a place for that. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you got to try to get out here and use whatever tools you got. You, you may not be the kind of motherfucker that want to go out and march and protest. That's cool. You know what I mean? Figure out a different way to help us out. Feel me? You can support a black business. You could be a part of an organization. You could be a mentor in your community. You could be a goddamn coach. You could just talk to the young dudes around your neighborhood. There's a lot of shit you could do to help us out. You know what I mean? It ain't all about dancing and fucking twerking and 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 having all this fun. Even though I like that shit too. You know what I mean? You got to have a balance. But it's important that we create that balance and balance that out. You know what I mean? So on today's show, I'm waiting for my brother to show up. My boy Sylvester Ware, who is the creator of Black Father Nation. This is a brother that I've been knowing since I started my platform, actually. And I interviewed him... One time um, in written form, which you can find on the website once the website's back up. Oh, yeah, the website, melanatedfathers.com, is under construction right now. The website will not be up till um, the beginning of the new year. I had a couple people hit me in my DM asking about the website. So, like, I'm, you know, I'll say it again. The website is under construction right now, the beginning of the year. The website will be back up and running. And I interviewed my brother, Sylvester. I interviewed my brother Sylvester on the website, and he um, has a great organization with Black Father Nation. He has a clothing line now. He does mentoring in the Minnesota community is where he's from. He's from Minnesota. You know what I mean? So he, do he does a lot of mentoring in the Minnesota community. He has events in the Minnesota community. He's just trying to bridge the gap and do his best to help fathers. Not just black fathers, but all fathers. You know what I mean? So let's see here. Let me make sure my brother know that I'm going live right now. So how's everybody doing, man? Everybody getting ready for Christmas? Getting ready for this pagan-ass holiday? You know what I mean? Where are you buying your kids for Christmas? Are you guys stuffing the Christmas trees with hella toys and shit? All this nonsensical shit they ain't going to be able to use in a year from now? You know what I mean? So let me 
get my brother Sylvester. All right, so I just invited my brother. He should be here any moment. Oh, something else I gotta show everybody. So, this past weekend, this past weekend, I was honored by, I was meaning to show this on my last show, because, you know, this, uh, it made me feel good, man. Some of the work that I do is kind of a thankless job to a degree, right? This ain't sexy shit. Like, I'm, black folks, un unfortunately, we love to be entertained to a degree, you know what I mean? So sometimes if you are approaching our people and you're not shaking your ass, you're not rapping, you're not doing nothing like that, people kind of turn away, they may acknowledge your shit, but they don't really fuck with it like that. You know what I mean? So when you're trying to empower people, you try to help your people out, um, it's great to get acknowledged, right? So I was acknowledged by Earth Mama Healing Network, or Incorporated, which is an organization here in Sacramento, as well as Brother to Brother, which is my boy Keon Johnson's platform. Um, and I was honored. I was the men of, I was one of the men of honor. This is the ninth annual honoring of men, if you can see that. And we, and we receive like another plaque or another award from like the Senate or whatever. You know what I mean? So that makes me feel good, man, to know that I'm, I'm trying my best to assist my people. I'm trying my best to empower my people while still being realistic, while still being down to earth. You know what I mean? And, and just to see, um, just to see that that's been acknowledged. I appreciate that. So shout out to Healing Mama Network. Shout out to my boy Keon Johnson. I really do appreciate the award. You feel me? So like I said, we're waiting on my boy Sylvester to come up in the room here. Let me see here. Look like my boy is having a problem with his connection. Let me see here. Also, keep in mind the, the Black Business Spotlight for this week. I just did a show a couple days ago, and I talked about these businesses, but I want to talk to you about them again. So for the Black Business Spotlight, there's a company called MelaninApparel.com. That's MelaninApparel.com. That's, you know how to spell melanin. MelaninApparel.com. I should have to spell that shit for you. But if you go to the website, they have a lot of cool stuff, guys. They have a lot of clothing, of course. They have tote bags for women. They have mugs. Um, beach towels, pillows, hats, of course, and all of these things are inspired by some of it is African spirituality, some of it is just black people from the past who were inspirational, you know what I mean? Some of it is just positive um, positive attributes that we have as black folks. So it's, it's, it's really important, y'all, that we spend our money, but I understand how we want to be fly too, right? So we want to get some shit that look nice. I completely understand that. That's why websites like this is so important, and that's why I support websites like this, because not only is the clothes fly, but it speaks to who we are as people. You know what I mean? So you can get T-shirts, you can get sweaters. There's kids' clothes. Like I said on the last episode, let me see here. Let me get my boy in here. Let me get my boy in here, see if he comes in. Yeah, so it's melaninapparel.com. Right now it's 15% off of everything on the website. So the, the code you would use to get the 15%. What up, family? Sorry about that, boss. I've been Zooming all week, and now all of a sudden I can't do no connection. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, good to see you, too. Yeah, like I was telling everybody, um, I interviewed you before, but it was in written form. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. the context is a little bit different. You know, I mean, it's, it's everything is a little bit different now. So I was just happy to be able to bring you on to talk about how far you didn't came from when you first started. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. So give me one moment, man. We're going to get started here in a minute. <laughs> Everybody, this is my brother Sylvester Ware. I'm hearing like an echo.
I can't hear you. So while we wait for my brother to get everything together, we keep talking about these businesses. So the, the, the business I was just talking about, y'all, is melaninapparel.com, melaninapparel.com. 15% um, off right now on all the clothes on the, on the website. The code that you would use is CLNUP15. That's CLNUP15. So clean up, basically, is what, it's, is, is what it says. Clean up 15. So that's CLN. UP15, if you use that message, um, I mean, if you use that code, you'll be able to get 15% off of anything you purchase from the site. And like I was saying, y'all, they have shirts, they have hats, and this is a black-owned company who's selling clothes that are inspired by our revolutionary leaders, by inspired by, you know, inspired by our empowerment. So it's important to me that we figure out ways to support our people. So go to melaninapparel.com. Not too sure if you'll be able to get anything before Christmas. Well, actually, I know for sure you won't, but it could be a good present for after Christmas or for somebody's birthday coming up, something like that, right? Now, the other business I want to talk about is my boy, Khalil White, who has a business called Black Empower LLC. Now, Black Empower does a few things. He sells books. He's an author. So he has like... um two or three books out right now, which I'm going to go over here in a minute. He also has a documentary about black fathers. This is another brother that I interviewed on my platform before he actually was on the podcast. So we got an opportunity to speak about all the stuff that he's doing. So um, he has a film, a black, uh, uh, a film about black fathers, a, a documentary that I actually had the opportunity to see a few times. So it's a really good documentary. Excuse me. It's called Black Fatherhood, Trials and Tribulations, Testimony and Triumph. Real good documentary. He has some books. The books he has, I have one of them here that I'm going to show you here in a second. Hold on one second. But he has that same, um, the documentary is in book form as well. Black Fatherhood, Trials and Tribulations, Testimony and Triumph. That is in book form as well. So that's something you can purchase there. Um, he has kids books. This is a book that I got for my granddaughter. And like I said yesterday, man, I got five grandkids. Can you believe that? I'm fucking 40 years old with five grandkids. Anyways, this is the book I got for my granddaughter called Little Sister, right? So like I was saying the other day, it's extremely important, family. It's extremely important that we show our kids and the younger people in our life black images. You know what I mean? It's extremely important that we show them black images whether it be in media, whether it be in what we read to them, every situation they need to see people that look like them doing things that are positive in the world. We see if my brother got his connection together. Let's see if we, let's see if my brother got his connection together. We'll try to bring in my brother Sylvester Ware from Black Father Nation. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. Is it echoing still? Nope, okay. nope, it's good. Okay, good. All right, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just, you know, trying to survive during this pandemic. Don't tell me about it. We're getting hit with a storm right now. Is that right? Yeah. Winter storm. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah, you in Minnesota, boy. It be cold out there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it do. I think a couple times on your Instagram or somewhere, I seen you in the snow or something. Yeah, let's get. Yeah, I do that too. I one of my businesses. I do um, lawn care and uh, snow re snow removal in the winter time. Mm -hmm. Of course, we got two seasons here. We got, of course, summer, and then we got uh, winter. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, brother. So we go get started here in a minute. I'm gonna finish. I was talking about um, the black business for the week. So I finished going over that, which is blackempower.com, y'all. If you go to blackempower, that's B-L-K-M-P-W-R.com. My brother Khalil White has a documentary about black fatherhood. He has uh, the book I was just telling you about, the book I got for my granddaughter. It's called Little Sister. It's about helping your siblings. But like I was telling him, Sylvester, it's important that our kids read books and consume media 
uh, with the characters looking like them. You know what I mean? It's extremely yeah, important definitely. to start infusing that into the uh, framework. So that's one thing. He also has the fashion family. So if you go to blackempower.com, you can get shirts that are inspired by our lineage, shirts that are inspired by African spirituality, shirts that are inspired by Africa. It's just really just trying to get everybody connected with where we come from. You know what I mean? We've been in America so long that some of us, you bring up some African shit, they get to thinking you're talking about bamboo sticks and being naked and all this other shit when, nah, that's where we come from. You know what I mean? we just been here as so-called African-Americans for so long that we got our head all fucked up. But we're going uh, gonna to change that, though. We're going to bring everything back to where it needs to be. You feel me? Now, let me talk to my brother, man. My brother, Sylvester. Now, my guest for the show today, everybody, is a brother by the name of Sylvester Ware, who I came across maybe two or three years ago. Um, this brother has a great platform called Black Father Nation, where not only has he started a clothing brand out of it, but like I was saying before he came on, he's figured out a way to like ingratiate himself into his community to help out the community. His brother's picking up trash. He's doing everything you can do. Like I've been telling y'all all the time, start where you at. We all can help out our communities. I'm I'm on my black shit because we need help and we need resources, but ultimately we need to be helping everybody, right? We need to just be, if we want to make the world a better place and don't like what we see from these presidents, don't like what we see from police brutality, all these things we don't like, get off your ass and do something. And my brother is the epitome of somebody who said, nah, I'm going to do something. You know what I mean? So he's helping out the community. He's selling clothes now. He puts together. He had something I seen where they were showing black men how to do their girls' hair. I mean, come on now, y'all. These are things that are highly needed in our community. I want to welcome every. Well, I want to welcome to the show my brother Sylvester Ware. How you doing today, man? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm appreciate doing great, you brother. Appreciate you for having me. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we've been we've been following each other for about two three years, and it's been motivation back and forth, mm -hmm. back and forth. And I still can't wait <clears throat> till I can <clears throat> come come to Cali and, and yeah, you know, and we even do even help out with one of your events mm -hmm. too. So that'll be dope. That'll be dope. Yeah, we can speak that into existence. You know what I mean? I'm just proud to see yeah. <clears throat> that you are continuing to go. You know what I mean? Because I know how difficult yeah, it can be doing some shit yeah. that sometimes you don't get money for it. Sometimes <laughs> the people around you may not be as supportive. Because they don't see it as yeah. a job or something that they can benefit from, yeah. you know what I mean? So I wanted to get into your story because when we spoke last time, I asked you a lot of questions about your childhood and all this stuff. But now that we live, now that we can actually speak to each other, I wanted to get get everybody like an understanding of who you are. And to me, knowing once I figured out who you were and what you've been through, it was easy for me to understand why you started your platform, you know what I mean? So I want yeah. people to kind of get an idea of that. So tell everybody just a quick synopsis of, like, your childhood, brother. So you're from Minnesota, right? Minnesota, of course. Um, both parents is from down south, but <clears throat> as far as they met in Minnesota, of course, and got together and pretty much I couldn't – I can't really say a relationship. Pretty much just, you know, had kids, of course. And That's then, kept going you know mm -hmm. i'm like on my mom's side i'm the middle child on my dad's side i'm the middle too also but you know i don't recall them being together mm -hmm. you know like family yeah yeah yeah. yeah okay so that was one of the questions i was going to so, ask you as far as your relationship with like so, parents you know what i mean i was of course with mom until i was about 12 13 and then i decided i need to go i need to go move with dad i need to go see you know what i mean so Single mom until 12, 13, and then I moved with dad, you know, high school-ish, high school, middle school, high school years, and, of course, trying to still build that bond, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, a couple of my cousins got killed, you know, in jail still right now, 20 years for killing somebody else. Like, you know, you got to damn near not be the victim, not be a victim mm -hmm. of, you know, what's going on around you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, my cousin wasn't in the streets like none, and he got he got gunned down on some shit that, you know, was he wasn't supposed to be in at all. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and my dad always say, "Don't be around." I mean, that's your family, that's your family, but don't be around certain family because you might be the victim, you know. And 
that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But, no, but no, I no, I feel so, that, man. Yeah. So I can say like my daughter's nine right now and I've been there since, you know, I cut the cord, you know what I'm saying? I've been there since before, you know, talking to her in the stomach, you know, and I just feel like us as men have to mend that, that relationship with our kids, you know, no matter the relationship with the parents or the mothers, because that doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. you talked about it before that trauma falls down, mm-hmm. boop, boop, boop. And then, it's up to us to help our kids mend that trauma. If they don't, if we don't help them mend it, most likely they won't be able to get over mm-hmm. it. You know, real talk. They won't be able to get over what what, what happened in the '80s. Still, I was born in '87, so <laughs> of course I'm a you know mid '80s baby. Mm-hmm. You know, '90s. So I'm sure my mom and my dad ran you know ran Minneapolis. You know, of course my dad's popular. My grandma has 16 kids, actually, and uh, 12 boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, and we just lost my first uncle to COVID this year. Oh, shit. Which, you know, you know how we feel about that. Yeah. That's like, you know, tearing us apart, part. Yeah. You know, but I just, I try to inspire because, um, like, fathers think, that, oh, I get with my kids when they're 15 or when they're 16 or when they, you know, you came because now he wants to go out and be somebody who he's seen, you know, he didn't see you. He was, you wasn't there taking them to school and tying the shoe and that practice. So he ain't, mm-hmm. he's not bothered with you. He want to go see, you know, or he want to be inspired by a rapper or some, something like that. So mm-hmm. my thing was, it was hard for me to get like a job and resources in my own community. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, how is it hard for me to get this stuff if y'all want us to do better? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, being kids like being kids life was just like, okay, need a job. Nowhere. Okay, need housing. Here, nothing. You know, and there's still a problem with housing here mm-hmm. with fathers. You know, I got fathers that hit me up this homeless, you mm. know. And, you know, that breaks me because they got kids in their homeless. Mm. You know what I mean? I was just homeless myself. I didn't have, you know, the kid at the time, but it's almost like where's all this money going to, mm. you know? And now all this stimulus and this nine hundred billion, they got so much money put up for these different spots. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like we gotta start getting in and you know getting what we need for our community and and keep building. Like <clears throat> I know one of your other questions was like, what's more future that I have for Black Father Nation? Uh-huh. Like I think the big goal that I'm pushing for is like a center, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, rec center, like, you know, if I go deeper with you, um, like a food shelf, like a shelter type thing where, you know, if I got a father that's having problems, like, oh, me and my baby mom got a tour, she called the police, you know where that's going to lead mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. When the police get called, and if you look up in St. Paul, Minneapolis, they just been killing our brothers. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah. You know, they just, they're just scared and, and Minnesota is one of the racist spots hmm. to be in in the country. It, yeah, it's We've like... been looking it up. We've been, we one of the racist spots. You know, there's so many hate groups here and so much, you know, and they just try to bypass it, mm-hmm. which they are law enforcement, but they try to bypass it, you know, just like it's the 60s. Like me and my mom had a conversation about the rioting and the looting when George Floyd got killed. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, I remember when Martin Luther King got killed and my brother's name was looting. And my my, my dad told him, don't bring that to the crib. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, mom, that gave me goosebumps because I'm like, I'm your middle child and we're reliving it again. We're reliving it again. Know? Now, something else I want to ask you real quick because I was actually curious to know this myself. So, and I didn't know this about you. Like, I don't remember you saying this last time. So you're saying... Just, just to go back, because I want to make sure everybody got your full story. So you lived with your mom till you was 12. And then you moved with your dad when you was like 12, 13. Now, when you were younger, like from a baby to 12, did you have a relationship with your pops? I mean, of course, it was the, I'll come get you. And, you know, I'm sitting at the door waiting, you know. But we had a relationship. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't the you know, in-home relationship, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, you know. Now, how did it change? Like, once you begin living with him, 
at like 12 or 13, what was the biggest differences to, to you from living with just a woman to living with a man and now his rules and how he do stuff in the house? You know what I mean? Well, it was, of course, you know, different because, like you said, going from a woman to a man mm-hmm. and then the different rules that I had. And then, you know, as far as um, I stayed close to school, so I walked to school and sometimes he would take me, pick me up, you know, the whole shebang. Give me the five dollars a day for lunch money, which you know, five dollars a day almost. And you know, if you add that up for school, that's mm-hmm. you know some change. So he was making sure I was eating, but you know, it's it's real different because, of course, you know, males can teach you stuff that you know females can't. You know, and my uncles on both sides have been always there. That's what I was going to ask. Always yeah, okay. been there, uncles and cousins, and you know, my family is like tight knit. Mm. You know, that's important. So like my uncles. Dave, you know, they probably right next to my mom, you know, when she needed some help, if she, you know, mm-hmm. that whole, that whole route. And as an uncle myself, I try to just steer positive because, I mean, <laughs> it's easy to get, you know, caught up with, oh, I need to catch a body or I need to, you know, that gets you, that gets you nowhere. And then, you know, when you're in the jail, 10 cents a day or some change like that. Like I couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. So, cause I was going to ask that. So that's a good thing, bro. So you saying your dad was doing his best trying to help out. And then maybe if there was a time he wasn't there, you had uncles and you had older men who were positive yeah, enough yeah, to provide definitely. you with tutelage. That's a great thing because yeah, yeah. sometimes we focus on not having dads and we all need one in the home. That's how yeah. it should be. But we really just need men around sometimes to help out and to tell you what to do. And you didn't know it's somebody older. That's the man that got your back. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And now that you're not, okay. He's going to tell my dad or he's going to tell, you know? Yeah. See, cause you saying the tight knit family thing. And that's how we used to be. Like when my family was in the South, everything was tight knit. The neighbors will whoop your ass. If you do something wrong, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Once we got to California, it, it like began to just divide slowly, but surely the connection we had, begin to leave you know what i mean so if you a young person without a mom or or without a dad and some of those dynamics is missing if the village is doing what they supposed to do you can still end up pretty good you know what i mean definitely now so you mentioned you had your nine-year-old daughter i remember when we first talked she was like six or seven something like that so from my understanding you are a single father so you're not with the mom no more right correct so explain to me about, talk to me about that experience. Because really why I'm doing this, bro, I want young fathers and young men who may not have kids yet to get an understanding of how you need to navigate things when they don't go right. Or how you need to navigate things when they don't go the way you thought they was going to go. You see what I'm saying? Even though we stress the whole two-parent home shit, when it don't happen that way, well, we still got a co-parent. You know what I mean? So how has that been for you? So, of course, it's been rocky, you know. The co-parent has been rocky. I mean, um, it's been hit or miss. Like, on my end, I try to give room and I try to, you know, communicate. They're, they're like a different culture than, you know, what I grew up with. So, you know, they celebrate stuff different. But it's been difficult. Like, the, the co-parenting, it's not easy about it, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, she's nine now, and she just got a cell phone like a week ago. But we had communication. We had terms of communication, like her iPad and, you know, her mom, her grandma, her her family. You know, we're tight-knit, so it just is like, uh, I don't mean, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say. No, I feel you, bro. Like, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. And that's. Like that's one of the main, and I hear, and people hit me up like, "Bro, what you, what, what can we do about getting co-parenting?" And, and like, okay, so I'm not on. I'm, she's not getting any child. Like, she doesn't want child support. We don't have that established. Mm. Okay, I do my part, okay. of course. Okay, I got you know stuff set up aside each check. I get you know for the baby, but in a different sense, like if you're getting child support and other stuff like that, you, you should be getting like parenting or you know custody time with your kid you know so on my thing on my end it's different because it's like you know it's we didn't have to push to that point mm-hmm. you know so 
that's one thing that's different on co-parenting. And, you know, it's a lot of angry moms and a lot, a lot, a lot of angry dads out there, too. It is. Do on both ends, try to keep the kids in. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in the situation where my brother, he, you know, he had to try to go get custody, which here in Minnesota, it's a women's state. So mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much, uh, you know, fighting, 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 and then corona hit. So now that just... Oh, you can't go to court, got to do everything down, through Skype. Then now, yeah. It's like now they just try to work it out, which they try to work it out, you know, as best as they can. But the co-parenting thing, I mean, just, just do your best to try to contact somebody so they could get the message. If y'all can't talk grandma or mom or aunt or someone that can, you know, transfer the kid or something like that. Because some people really don't want to see each other. Yeah, some people yeah. got, you know, they're so envious or you did this or, you know. So yeah, that's true. You got to try your best to look upon that because the kids need you. There you brother. go. You're right, brother. You could think that oh I get him I get him next week, but you know those days going by, mm -hmm. you know, he's wondering where daddy is. She's wondering where daddy is, mm -hmm. especially if you can't communicate with him. It's just almost like a boy. But then yeah, see that's see I wanted to talk to you about it because I know even because we all got shortcomings, right? But I know you're doing your best, and that's an important factor because I know a lot of men who are good dudes who was in a situation where. The woman was giving them so many problems that they just was like, fuck it. And that's what we don't want. Yeah. yeah. But some men yeah. will be like, man, Basically, look, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to just wait until they 18 because I don't want to have to go to court. I don't want to have to have this woman kind of holding the kid over my head, like using the baby as leverage and all these things yeah. that women do sometimes. Like we got to be, be real about it. So when I see men say, nah, I'm going to hang in there. I know she be on some bullshit, but maybe I got to fix some stuff. Maybe I got to fix my lifestyle or fix some stuff that I'm going through, but I got to stick. I got to hang in there because what the, what we don't yeah. want. No, go ahead. And then again, like you said, it's that trauma coming down because if you didn't have that parent or that father or that mother in your life to show you how to love and show you how to be a provider, mm -hmm. you know, the relationship ain't going to, it ain't going to be no relationship. It's just going to be, you know, fumbling around because it's like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't know how to love, and I don't know how to do this, and I don't know how to do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that DNA is a trip, you know, and everything trickles down. Like, your kids watch what you do. You know? Yes, sir. You're an entrepreneur. Your kids, like, you know, they help out now. And, you know, when they get older, they want to, you know, do certain stuff. But mm -hmm. the co-parenting, too, like, you know, you got to see. And like you said, you, with these relationships, you got to see how people were was was brought up how their culture is raised you know how they are instead of just getting with somebody having a baby because you know yep. you can you can do that and then like you said they can strip you all rights you know men have no rights mm -hmm. you got to go get 50 50 you so, have to you have to strive you know, and, and you have and, to go yeah. get 50 50 you, do. you know you, you don't when she comes out the womb she's not you know she's 100 percent the mom she's yeah not yours at all yeah you know? so yeah so i think at birth you know you got to take those you know, take the extra push, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that I think... 50 -50, that way, if if y'all do even divorce, that way, you know, y'all got 50-50 um, parenting time. That's true. Off the back, instead of trying to fight for it, you know? That's a good idea. That's a, that's a good idea. And I think we, at the end of the day, we just need to notice that we don't have enough two-parent homes in our community. That's, that's the flat-out truth, and we have to determine... And, and, why that is now we understand the systematic situations that we've been put in and we still deal with today we can never take that off the table but we can't change how these white folks see us we can't change some of this no. the structure in some of these systems but we can change how we have kids now we can change right. talking to a young dude like being in your situation and talking to a young dude who out here chasing pussy and tell him look bro you got to go about this the right way because I don't want you to have a broken home, too, where you got to go visit your baby yeah. and you got to go through all these damn problems. Some of this shit, we can yeah. kind of put our hand back and That's begin right. to help some of these young dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It is, it's like, it's, okay, baby, but it's not as it seems, you know. I mean, they say it takes about a million dollars until they're 18. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and just imagine that. You know, you say you got grandkids now. I you sure know? do. And it's like, these babies, like, boy, they just, you know, you lose one and the baby, and then you lose one, a family member, then, you know, and if 
it's like the cycle of life. Cycle. Yep. And I tell my sons, mm-hmm. is they're young fathers and they're they're, you know, coming into their own, but I'm not gonna lie and say, Well, because of having me, I think, and having their mothers, they'll be good fathers. Like they'll be the type of young men who wanna be in their kids' life. That's not what I'm concerned about. But I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not disappointed if I see my son have a baby with this little girl and they ain't really in a relationship, that he meet another little girl yeah. and have a baby with her. This is yeah. you repeating the cycle to me. So yeah. I know I've been there in your life and I've tried to help out, but this is kind of like a, uh, I'm not gonna say I'm a failure, but this is a negative, this is a negative thing to a degree. And I have a place in that. They did see how I operate. They did see how I move. Yeah. So I can't take yeah. my experiences off the table. Like that don't got nothing to do with them starting their families like that. I just got to make sure they yeah. realize how important having structure is important. How, if you got a baby mama, if you're not in a relationship with her, don't have sex with her, like stay away from her sexually. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to get away from that shit. You got to be platonic like a motherfucker. If we talking about raising the baby the right way, you know what I mean? But and, and that'd be one problem too, because they be trying to have both sides and the other side, you know, mm-hmm. and, and play both sides, both victim. Oh, that's just my baby mom. You know, that don't work. Yeah. I didn't try it. That, that wasn't something that I was, that was on my plate, but it just doesn't work because you know, then the jealousy, then your your codes is gone or burned. Or, and the, the the first thing I want to do, talk about is structure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta have your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have your own, like you get put out, and you know, that's one of the, the problems too. You know. Yeah. So, and I think we gotta start thinking about that kind of shit before we have kids. Like, I'm not the biggest proponent of telling anybody, hey, have a be married before you have a child. Like, I'm I'm married or not, I'm kind of more pro-good relationship. But I get the idea of being settled in structure before you decide to have a baby. So you meet somebody, you love them, but you spend a lot of time with them, you travel with them, you live with them, you get to fucking know them first. You know what I mean? Have an idea of what you want your mate to have. Have an idea of what kind of mom you want to raise your kids. We just got to start thinking about that shit. You know what I mean? If we start thinking about that, then I think a lot of things in our community would damn near change overnight, right? So we're talking everything about fathers and how we feel about fatherhood and how we think black men should move forward. This goes into my next question of, you know, tell me why was it important because I want everybody to know, like, this brother lives in Minnesota, but it's brothers everywhere. Like, the way, uh, how the the hoods that have been created in the United States, they're in every state in America. It's like real niggas everywhere. So you got gun violence, yeah. you got teenage pregnancy, you got all these things all around America. So I think that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to him. Like, okay, this brother in Minnesota doing damn near the same thing I'm doing in California, just trying to figure it out for our community. You know what I'm saying? So talk to everybody about Black Father Nation and why you thought it was important to start such a platform. Well, I definitely went through it. You know, I didn't have resources at hand, you know, jobs, housing. So I thought maybe, you know, I have to go start it. You know, there's programs, there's nonprofit stuff that's out there. They wasn't helping. I mean, they didn't help me out, Hmm. you know. I didn't help get helped out with any housing or anything. You know, I was told that I had to be fighting her in court to get some help, you know, and I thought that was crazy. Mm. So I went up above beyond and like, wait, I need to start my own business. So I just put it all in like, I'm still working on it, putting it all into a, a brand to help fathers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <clears throat> we give away food. We have endless events for fathers. I mean, workshops. I've seen I mean, that. I'm I'm working on a financial workshop because brothers don't know what to do with their money. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're getting all this money and they don't know. Get that insurance, you know, get that stocks, that 401k, you mm-hmm. know, put some put something up. So really want to teach whoever I can get to, whoever I can grab on, you know, here, do this, you know. Cause some of us are just wasting these days and you mm-hmm. know that's true brother they ain't coming back that, that's true brother and like i said i see your grind like i see from when you first started where i seen that it was just an idea something that you want to do and then 
you begin doing the hardest part, which is putting your feet on the pavement and moving forward. You see what I'm saying? Because most yeah. of us, bro, yeah. like I, I was a brother. I, I was in corporate America for like 15, 20 years. I was used to getting up every morning, going to work for somebody else, getting off work, chilling out for the rest of the day. Like that was pretty much how my day went. You know what I mean? Once I decided, all right, yeah. I'm going to do some shit on my own that's on my back, like how I plan it out, how I move, it's all on me. It's been hella exciting, but it's been difficult too because we don't know how to do some of this shit. Like we don't have family. Well, me personally, I didn't have family members who had businesses and had hella shit going to the point where I can say, hey, show me how to put this paperwork together or show me how to, you know what I mean? This is shit I had to learn on my own. So I commend you for even putting your best foot forward and the website is nice. I see you got the sweaters and the mm -hmm. beanies or whatever. So like going, cause you've been mentioning or talking about a little bit about your plans and what you want to do moving forward. So what's next? Like you, 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 uh, you mentioned opening up a center and doing all of these type of things, but like the meat, the most immediate thing on your radar, what do you think that's going to be like at the top of 2021? Well, well, I love what you're doing, man. You, you keep your motivation. You keep inspiring me, period. Like I want to get the podcast and I want to get the interview started mm. so we can, we can um get, you know, opinions mm -hmm. from these brothers and from these fathers period mm -hmm. on, you know, how, how difficult, <clears throat> how difficult has it been being a father and your ups and downs and, you know, what have you learned? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you, what do you need to learn? Mm -hmm. You know? So. Yeah. I mean, I'll be I'm your first guest. And then of course, and then, of course, and then, of course, keep stepping up the ladder, you know, get back out to the community. And once the COVID go away, then we can get, you know, get in our community and start helping out where it's needed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, since in, I was thinking all these questions to ask you, one of the most curious things I was wanting to know, like, what what's the climate in Minnesota after everything happened with George Floyd? We see how it happened across the country and the riots and the backlash and all this shit. But being there on the ground, how how has your city changed since that happened? So I'm gonna say like what happened to George Floyd has been happening. So it just, mm. it just unfortunately got caught so much, you know. On you know it was recorded by two or three people and one of my close buddies was there watching. He was telling the cop like he can't breathe, you know. So oh, that was okay. Wow, it's just like it's just been like getting covered up because you know cell phones more and recording and then police brutality. So I think it just like came from under the rug, you know, like really because there's there's multiple brothers being getting shot, you know, here and other places, mm. you know, by the police. Mm -hmm. You know, and then just get swept under because they did something wrong mm -hmm. or they were in the wrong, mm -hmm. you know. Mm. So, you know, this brother, he didn't do nothing wrong. I mean, who cares why he was in cuffs? You know, you can't just, you know, put your weight on somebody and choke them out like that. Wait, you know? so you saying in Minnesota, you're aware of other instances similar to that? Maybe not a brother getting his choked out like that, but getting shot, getting fucked with by the police, all that? I mean, you gotta look Minnesota up. We, mm. it's 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 crazy here. Yeah, mm. St. Paul, Minnesota. A lot of brothers getting killed. You know, it was a brother that just got killed. Um, he was running naked. Mm. You know, and they killed him instead of you know, calling the mental, you know, people to come get him. They shot him and killed him. Mm. You know. Damn. That's just one. You like? There's so many. I can. You know. There's so many in Minnesota that I can talk about, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Damn, yeah. You know, Mark Clark in North Minneapolis, um, they say he reached for the officer's gun. Huh. You know, they gunned him down right there at the scene. Like, it's so many. Damn. Minnesota, Google. Look. Like. Huh. Yeah. Minnesota yeah, is like a baby, baby Chicago or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's always been interesting to me how brothers from all around the country need to realize that man, we we fight in the same war like a motherfucker, brother. No matter where you at in this country, if there's a black community in your city, 
we fight the same war. You know what I mean? So I think that's why I said that's why what I do to me is so important. Because at the end of the day, we all got to figure out a way. Okay, how can I be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem? So it's like fighting racism, fighting injustice. Like I always say, there's a thousand ways to do that shit. You can go march. You can go protest. You can support a business. You can write about it. You can talk a lot about it. Like you can, there's a lot of things you can do. But the point is, we all kind of got to get on board and pick a way that we want to help out. You know what I mean? Like something else I want to ask you too. Being that you've decided to kind of do something um, a little unusual, like I said, most people in America, you get a job and you work at a job. You know what I mean? So the fact that you're deciding to do something that's a little bit more based on creativity, a little bit more based on community building, how has the people around you responded? Like your family, your friends, how have they responded to what you attempted to do? I could say for the most part, they love mm. it. Like my mom and my aunts and them, they love that I'm out there, you know, trying to inform people. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my cousins came to the first cleanup that we had, community cleanup. Mm -hmm. She brought her kids, you know, she little boys, five and seven and like eight. Mm -hmm. And she was just proud. She was just like, cause I'm proud of you for, you know, what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people aren't doing yeah. that. Yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. Doing. I know, brother. I know, you know, mm -hmm. That's kind of like where it starts because it's like you got to do what other people aren't doing. Like that's my community. My grandma stayed. She still, we still own the house, but she's been there about 40 years. Mm. You know, I'm not even, I'm 33, but so she's been there that long. Mm. And it's like, that's our community. Mm -hmm. That's how we're supposed to see it, brother. You know what I mean? I was just curious because, um, I deal with both. Like, I don't have anybody around me that's, like, negative or telling me I shouldn't be doing it or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just, for some people, they got to see what you're doing. You know what I mean? Because you can tell them, hey, I'm, 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 I got this website or I got this event I'm doing. I'm da -da 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 -da. And then once they see it, then they be like, oh, okay. I understand yeah. what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one thing, too, with I don't know if it's, you know, our culture, but they have to see you doing it. You can't be like, oh, I'm out here helping, helping, helping. You got to actually, you know, they got to see you or they got to come and be like, oh, I, I'm loving your event. You know, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be here to support you. So, mm -hmm. and you just lead by example. You just lead by example. You're right. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we, I think what I've been telling people is like, I don't have any problems on social media. I don't have any problems on the internet like that and i think it's because it's the energy i'm putting out now if i was on social media because i see people all the time they're like oh i gotta take a break oh, i gotta take a break from what i'm saying what the fuck <laughs> you got going on that you gotta take a break from a computer if you putting out the right type of energy that's what you're gonna get back and then whenever you're tired just cut the motherfucker off you know what i mean <laughs> just, just turn it off it don't gotta that, be that big that, part of your life that that energy is a whole nother subject that uh, we'll talk about, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> shortly. But, yes, that energy, what you bring is what you're going to receive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know what you got to be aware of that, too. Yep, yep. So that's why it's important that we continue to try to put positive information out there, but balance it. You know what I mean? Because, like, I was just telling my homeboy shit. I like watching twerking and reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Well, I can't do both. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I'm a mixture of a lot of shit. That's just how we are as humans. But I yeah. choose to embrace this side of me and lean more towards this side because I understand what my people need. Now, in my mind, if I was a part of a different community, I may have a different outlook on how to maneuver and do some of these things. But my community is hurting. Like, the neighborhood I grew up in 20-something yeah. years ago still looked the same, like, today. It still looked the same, maybe even a little bit worse. You know what I mean? So nobody can't tell me that we don't got no resources. And you can say it's because of politicians or somebody ain't helping you out or somebody ain't coming to save your black ass. But what are you doing personally to help out? Why you live it? You know what I mean? Because my girl yeah. owned a yeah. funeral home. And the biggest thing that a f being around a funeral home has taught me is I ain't got time. I ain't got time. <laughs> Nigga, I don't know period. when it's period. You feel me? I don't know when that thing coming. So while, while I'm breathing, I'm going to make the impact, and that's how you live forever. See, I think I found the secret He's to this shit. You do the right thing while you're here, 
your your energy and your presence is going to live forever. Now, you could be a piece of shit while you're here, too. <laughs> that, both is a personal choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So I appreciate speaking with you today, brother. I appreciate you coming on the platform and sharing everything about your program. As you continue to evolve and do bigger things, I'm going to have you on again. Once you start your podcast, make sure I'm the first guest. You know what I mean? You need some help or some information about something that we can, that I can impart on you to help you out. You know, I'm always willing to do that. So I, so I thank you for coming on the show, brother. Thank you for having me. And, um, I definitely put you a package in the mail, get you some uh, merch and everything Mm -hmm. in the mail for you. Probably be next year. I know it's crazy right now with the UPS and the mail and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, we're going to keep on, uh, like I said, you've been a motivation. Like, you know, when I start following you and I'm like, you know, he's in Cali. I'm like, you know, we got to bridge that gap, mm-hmm. right? Got to bridge that gap. So, you know, hopefully this summer or this year. Yeah, we can speak that into existence. Yeah. Year, um, the softball you know, game or something. You got an event or something going on. Yeah. You got an event or something going on. I can maybe try to bring, you know, a couple, mm-hmm. couple fathers and stuff. But, of course, come myself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, again, brother, I appreciate you for being on the show. I I pray that you keep doing what you're doing and keep figuring out a way to help our people. I know it's hard. I know you got bumps in the road. I know you're not perfect. Like, motherfuckers be looking at me like I'm a Christian or something. I'll be like, nah, I smoke weed. I chill out. I relax. I drink a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I do my goddamn thing. But my job, in my mind, is empower my people. You know what I mean? So I think as long as we focus on what it is we really need to do, we'll be good, man. So I want to thank everybody. I think the, no, go ahead, brother. the saying is like in, in retire or inspire, inspire or retire, something like mm-hmm. that. Because if you're not empowering, you got to go mm-hmm. almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, but. Word up, word up. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning into a special episode of the Melanated Convo podcast with my boy Sylvester Ware. Go to blackfathernation.com. It's blackfathernation.com, right? Go to blackfathernation.com, check out um, some of the gear he got on the website, order something for Christmas, order something for somebody for their birthday. When he have events, the events will be on the website as well. If you're in the Minnesota area, please tap in with my brother, figure out a way you can help him out. Like, it's going to take all of us to really see the needle move in our country when it comes to black liberation. Yeah. So, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Melody. Thank you for having me once again, yeah, Bob. Definitely, definitely. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Melanated Convo Podcast, man. We out.